You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Is this one of the biggest video game leaks? And welcome to Podcast BXN, episode 100, not 56, but 157. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan and PXX, PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM. I just heard some frightening thunder outside, right, as you were saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't get in a plane. <laughs> Gage is not here, but rounding out the trio today is the president of the Tifa Lockhart fan club. He is the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire at Roro. Hello, hi. hello. Hi, bestie. Yeah. Hi, bestie. We have a we have a storm rolling in here too. It looks like. Oh. So if if power dis, uh, goes out, I'm sorry. It's just Christian's show st- at that point. Could you imagine? No, you're the one running it on your <laughs> oh, end, so it would just good yeah, point. <laughs> just just go down. Yeah. Anyway, shout out Gage. Hope you're doing well at work. But otherwise, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. We're also on twitch.tv slash pod, podcast PXN, not Twitter anymore. Sorry about that. Anyway, the topic of the show this week is Grand Theft Auto 6 actually leaked. But first, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Got some quick bites for us. Uh, Kojima, uh, late last week, teased something. Uh, there's a picture that he posted on Kojima Productions' website. Uh, with a silhouette of a woman that says, who am I? Uh, let's all answer this together. Who is this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I saw some theories as to who the actor is because it, her face literally fits into this silhouette. Elle Fanning? I, yeah. I, I'm, I don't, yes, that's the name that I've, I've been hearing. But uh, yeah, that's, that's all I know about it. Besides, besides that, I am completely in the dark on this one. I have no idea what's, what's, what he's teasing. No idea. It's either Margaret Qualley or Elle Fanning. There's a 50-50 chance it's either the, the Xbox th- horror thing mm-hmm. or just some other Death Stranding nonsense. Could be anything. Uh, either way, I'm all for it. Could be anything. Yeah. Could be nothing. <laughs> That's also true. It also could be just a random teaser for a guest on his podcast, for all we know. But huh? Anyway. Can you imagine if like Al Fanning is just like, yeah, it just shows up next episode? It's like, oh, or like it could have been Margaret Qualley. Anyway, yeah, either one, yeah. Uh, I threw this in for Gage. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection is coming to PC October 9th. Uh, pretty weird, I think, considering that the other Uncharted games aren't available. So you you'll get Uncharted Four among Thieves. No, oh, wait, that's that's two. Uh, four is the Thief's End, and you also get uh, the Lost Legacy, but you can't play one through three on PC, sadly. Hmm. Well, you can complete the saga. You just can't. I'm sorry. You can't start yet. You can't start <laughs> yeah. it, but you can look at the endings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in- included on on PC features for the Lost, sorry, for the Legacy of Thieves collection includes ultra widescreen, 4K resolution, variable frame rate, and dual sense support. Uh, I didn't know that dual sense support was available on PC mm-hmm. for any for any games. Um, so that was a uh, pretty cool to find out. Cool stuff. Moving on, uh, small news, but also kind of the biggest. Silk Song is coming to PlayStation 
both PS5 and PS4. No news uh, regarding anything else about Silksong, but <laughs> it's coming to other consoles and not just uh, Switch. So, And I'm Xbox. Excited. Oh, is it as well? Yes. Yep. Okay, there you go. Silksong, multi-platform, confirmed, live on PXN. And speaking of PlayStation, Orlando Bloom joins the Gran Turismo movie alongside David Harbour. This is, again, the movie based on the real-life events where a Gran Turismo player went on to uh, race cars. This is directed by Neil Blomkamp. So some star power behind the Gran Turismo movie. Okay, no thoughts on Orlando Bloom or David Harbour. Got it. (laughs) Family. Okay. Family. That's what we're going to focus on. It has nothing to do with Fast and the Furious. I'm just uh, kidding. Cars. 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 Ah, okay, <laughs> got me there. You got me there. Uh, this one is probably just for me and Ro, since Daniel ain't about it. Yoshi P confirmed the next Final Fantasy 16 trailer will likely be out next month. When that will be, I don't know, but uh, it's very exciting. Heck yeah. Do do we get? We don't have a release date yet. Just a window, right? Uh, it's somewhere, isn't it? Like summer 2023. Summer 2023. Okay. Yeah, maybe we're not, not going to get a release date just yet, actually. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Excited to see more. I like the last trailer that we got. The, the, it looked cool. So I'm yeah, down for more. It's a cool one. Confirmed, by the way. Yes, uh, the release window so far is summer 2023. Cool, cool. Uh, moving on, the world's first trombone rhythm game. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's out already or if it's coming out, uh, but it looks insane. I watched like three videos on this, and it's hilarious. because. It- it- yeah. Yeah, I was just saying it's, it's all over my timeline. This uh, this rhythm game now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's it's so funny, dude. Because you have to, you know, there's a slider up and down, and you have to match the notes. And if you're like just even slightly off, you're obviously off key, uh, which makes the performances like super funny. People like, are saying it's the their game of the year. <laughs> are you using like an actual trombone to play this, or like what? What, what is? I think it's. Your mouse or controller? Yeah. I don't know if it's on control if it's on consoles, but huh. definitely a mouse for sure. Trombone Champ is the name of the game. There we go. Um, yeah, but I, I can't. Okay, uh, here we go. Trombone Champ works like other music rhythm games. Uh, notes move across the screen from right to left, and you move the mouse up and down to meet them, and then click or press a keyboard key to play the note. So there you go. That's very much a PC game. Use your mouse. Moving on. uh, Some big Twitch news broke today. Twitch confirms it's changing its revenue split from uh, 70-30. This is starting in June 2023. They will not offer uh, any new uh, users the 70-30 split anymore. Uh, Streamers that have an active 70-30 split will uh, then get a 50-50 split after earning $100,000. Um, hmm. moving down Twitch also cites video hosting costs as a reason to move away from 7030 which is really weird um, the publish uh, okay apparently the publish rates from AWS which is Amazon Web Services to host live video is super expensive but Twitch is owned by Amazon so it's not like they're paying themselves <laughs> um, they probably and if they are they probably don't pay the market rate for, for this uh, I, I don't know if they're really boasting transparency, and this just seemed like it was like a not really well thought out, my opinion. 
I saw the meme with uh, someone holding the gun to the back of their head and it is Amazon holding a gun to Twitch. It's like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Twitch continuing to um, not present itself very well to its uh, partners and like uh, the competition is is slowly growing outside. I think YouTube gaming is probably um, the number one competitor outside Twitch. Twitch is still probably the the mainstream, uh, but Interesting to see how this will affect it moving forward. And this was this announcement was on the heels of the the gambling stuff. Uh, I think right. they they announced that gambling or certain gambling streams are not going to be supported on on Twitch because of, I guess the the look and the how how that uh that category can be perceived. And there was a whole scandal with uh, another streamer earlier this week too, with how his gambling kind of ruined his his uh his life and other people's life because he's scammed a bunch of people. But uh, this seems like, uh, depending on who you are, good news with the gambling stuff. And then they kind of followed it up with the, here's the bad news and they buy <laughs> sort of thing. So, yeah, well, so. I mean, they start, they start off their like post about like, Oh, we um, announced that we're like something about ad revenue uh, or, or they were moving to 50, 50 because we're in this together. And it's like, well, <laughs> like other platforms don't do the same thing. Yeah. Um, also, it's worth noting that they dropped this announcement like in the middle of the night around yeah, like exactly. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. So it's like they knew it was not good press. Yeah. Moving on, our next little bit of quick bites. This is the NVIDIA G uh, Force Beyond kind of quick fire wrap, wrap up. Uh, everything you missed from today's showcase conference. Whatever. <laughs> DLS. S 3.0 is capable of generating additional frames, boosting game performance by up to four times. I thought that was really awesome. There's a, uh, some examples of games running at like 20, 30-ish FPS, like Cyberpunk, and then with DLSS turned on, it's like upwards of 70, which is pretty cool. Additionally, Portal RTX was announced, which this is a Portal remaster using ray tracing. It's coming this November and is free for all owners and uh, images from this game look Pretty sweet, in my opinion. Yes. Very cool. There was also RTX Remix. This is a tool that allows people to build RTX mods for games. I didn't see much on this, but, like, the difference between, like, without it and with it, like, the mods that are in it, like, putting stuff in there, uh, a lot higher detail. thought that was nice. Uh, And then what you came for, the 4090 was officially unveiled. It is selling at an MSRP of 15 $100.99. $100.99. That sounded, uh, let me rephrase. $1,599 US dollars, uh, 24 uh, gigabytes of G- G6X. It is two to four times faster than the 3090 Ti, and it is available starting October 12th. So just a few weeks away. Things are chunker. Yeah, it's, a, it's literally like a brick, right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's huge. <laughs> The 4080 was also revealed, and this is selling for 1,199 US dollars. It is two to four times faster than the 1080 Ti and has 12 gigabytes of G6X, which I actually don't know what G6X is. I, don't, I was hoping Gage would. Well, so f- for some clarification as well, I, there's two different versions of the 4080 as well. There's a 12 gig version. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's a 12 gig version and I think a 16 gig version and the 16 gig version is the one that costs more and it's a lot faster 
the 12 i think it's the 12 gig version that's uh 7.99 or i believe around there um but yeah and also the dlss 3.0 is only on these new cards as well so you have Got it to, you yeah. have to have a new card yeah but i oh yeah a lot of money it's a lot of money yeah also miss mistyped slash miswrote as well uh it is not two times two to four times faster than the 1080 it's two times two to four times faster than the 3080 ti anyway would love to be able to afford one of these one day but i'm i'm, I'm good with my computer right now uh closing out quick bites we've got some tgs extras from other random news events that happened in the last few days uh Starting off, Resident Evil 4 is also coming to PS4, and a Resident Evil showcase has been announced for sometime next month. Spooky. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll also be getting a closed beta test for Street Fighter 6, which starts October 6th. Again, what, two weeks away at this point? Almost the end of November, or September, I should say. Insane. Some news on Tekken 8. It's running on Unreal Engine 5, and uh, they are also working closely with Epic for optimization. It is rebuilt from the ground up entirely, which means no uh, Tekken 7 assets were used in Tekken 8. Uh, and the team wants to improve uh, each and every single mode in the game. Very cool. Tekken 8 looking to be a sizable upgrade. Next, Suikoden 1 and 2 HD remaster were announced for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam. And that is coming 2023. You Suikoden fans can eat up that remaster. Uh, and lastly, I got, a, I got a whole thread here on Xbox's showcase at TGS. Um, we'll go over everything as quickly as possible. Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, and Guilty Gear Strive are coming to Xbox, both of them in spring 2023. Nino Kuni Remastered was announced and is available today on Game Pass. Uh, the second game is coming in 2023. Danganronpa V3 is coming to Game Pass today, which again, a few days ago. Five, six days ago at this point. Uh, got another look at Kiriko from Overwatch 2. Some gameplay, a gameplay trailer. Got a dev diary for Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is coming to Xbox and PC Game Pass today. And then Deathloop, again, confirmed after long-time rumors and speculation that is coming to Xbox, that is actually coming to Game Pass, uh, sorry, Xbox and Game Pass on September 20th, which yesterday you can play Deathloop. And that is everything from TGS 2022 from xbox just to uh for the first fr first thing on this list for the re4 stuff how it's coming to ps4 like previous gen now it isn't coming into xbox one though i noticed i noticed yeah, yeah. that kind of sucks it's not surprising okay. though because obviously xbox one didn't sell the best so hmm. It's probably an easy way for Capcom to say, hey, let's get this out to 100 million people on PS4. True, so. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Still kind of surprising. Anyway. Also, actually, I, I'm sorry. I just thought of this as well. You can technically play it on Xbox One, but you have to use cloud streaming because you can cloud stream the Series X version on your Xbox One. <laughs> Mm. little mind welder there yeah <laughs> cool very cool no street meet today i got no i mean there is technically but i i it was big enough with another news item that i actually grouped it into news of the week so uh uh slightly meaty news of the week anyway 
we got two pieces of PlayStation hardware news slash weird decisions, because I know Dan and I were talking about this on Twitter. Uh, firstly, PSVR games, the original, will not be compatible with PSVR 2. Uh, this came from some kind of uh, video from the PlayStation blog. It was fairly long, but I caught this uh, thanks to Niable, and then just discourse happened on Twitter. Um, not surprising, considering that PSVR 2 does have completely different tracking than PSVR 1. But that isn't to say that I wasn't hoping that at some point Sony would be like, we're bringing a select few titles over. We worked with, you know, uh, the developers to bring uh, a select few highlights from PSVR 1 over to PSVR 2. I mean, that could happen at some point. We, we, don't, we don't know. But at this point, I think it's probably just on the developers. If, if they want to do it, they can. But uh, other than that, like, this this sucks. Kind of a, Kind of a miss from Sony, in my opinion. Yeah, especially the big hitters. Like, there, there's some really cool PlayStation VR exclusives that, you know, I was thinking if this price point was great, then I jump in on PSVR 2, I can pick up some backlogged PSVR original games and have stuff already to, ready to play right at launch. So, yeah, that, that's very disappointing for me personally and kind of kills my uh, desire to even get it at launch like because especially obviously at launch there's not going to be a huge selection of games like there's going to be probably a couple of games that are pretty cool uh but yeah that, i don't love this and also i feel like i feel like this is going to turn into an opportunity for sony to go back and say hey we're re-releasing these games on psvr 2 you got to pay us again for this if you already bought it which it wouldn't affect people like me i'd be totally cool with you know obviously i'd pick them up because i've never bought them before but for people who had already purchased them on psvr 1 uh, i don't know i don't feel you i would need significant changes if they were to do that right. and i would I, I wouldn't be happy yeah is uh, kind of an ignorant question here because I, I don't have VR and not super into it, but how is this like, like Half-Life Half -Life Alex is like available on different headsets, right? Like it's available on not just PS VR. It's like, it's on others, like it's on the Quest 2, right? It's not on the Quest 2, but you can, you know, with a link cable, use that to run Steam VR. So it's on okay. PC headsets. I guess, I guess my question is like, there are games that are available on different headsets that have different tracking that work differently. Why is it like, why can't they just make the game work? I know it's not as simple as that, but there are games that are available on different VR headsets that work everywhere. Why can't PSVR 2 do that? I, I think all the PC VR headsets yeah. and the mobile ones like, like the Quest all have inside out tracking which means okay. you don't need any extra peripherals to, to use and, and kind of track where you are or your hands. It's just all in the headset. Whereas, P or Dan? Does Vive? I was thinking that Vive was different. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think Vive uses any kind of camera. Oh, okay. I might be wrong. I don't honestly don't remember, but I was just thinking for some reason that that was different. Uh, I, I, I can look it up right now as well, but I, the... PlayStation VR 1 does use uh, a camera with the lights. Like, it specifically right. is like, we need to see the lights from the move controllers in order to, and, and the headset, those little lights around the edges, to see where you are in the game. Um, whereas inside-out tracking, and I'll, granted, I'm not a developer, bro. Um, <laughs> just, like, 
it must not be easy. Just it's not a one to one pour. Like it would, you need to like go in and code how the game works uh, entirely just to to make sure everything functions from okay. PSVR one to PSVR two. I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does suck, for sure. That's uh, yeah. It does suck. Uh, I'm for real though. I am hoping that like a few developers go and be like, yeah, I think it's worth porting our old game to PSVR two. We'll throw, you know, we'll spend some time uh, developing a PSVR two version. Um, I mean, like Astrobot is a is a huge one. I think that's like a must play VR game on, on the PlayStation economy. So they need to find a way to get that over. I guess, in the grand scheme of the grand scheme of things, how many must-play PSVR games are there besides Astrobot and like? Not many. Is there, yeah, so maybe it's not They're that bad. They're all yeah. multi-platform. Yeah. Is that like? Uh, I obviously this is not a big experience, but like Batman Arkham VR, I feel like wasn't that a PlayStation exclusive? It might have been, but I, I can I swear that's on other platforms by now. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I was just thinking of that one, but there are some. There are some cooler, like smaller stuff like that that I was always like back then. I was like, man, that would be really cool to check out, but I really don't want to spend all that money for it for just that. But mm, got it. Got Kirk, it. Kirk is in the chat saying that uh, kind of happy I never bought PSVR. I have the HTC Vive anyways, and it works all the time. Outside oh, yeah. in tracking is always superior. Skyrim VR yes. is excellent. He says. Very that rocks. I think the Vive is one with the finger tracking too, which is very cool. Um, one thing to note before I move on to is um, for a while, every now and then, Sony would throw us a bone and be like, here is a, a VR title from PSVR uh, included with PlayStation Plus. And like, I thought it was cool to like build that library. And in my head, I was like, yeah, when PSVR 2 comes out, I'll, I'll be able to play these games. Uh, not the case. So if you're wanting to break out psvr1 again with and set up all those cables and do it do it i guess here's the street meet rumor slash news item this comes from tom henderson uh slash reset era sony is set to launch a new ps5 with a detachable disc drive sources suggest some details on this this is launching in the middle again rumored supposedly uh, launching in the middle of fiscal year 2023, which had put it around September, so a year from now. Uh, the new console will replace the A, B, and C chassis. Uh, is it chassis? I'm pretty sure it's chassis. I think so. Which is the launch disc version, the uh, launch digital version, and the current lighter SKU. So the D chassis, which is the new one, uh, will have the detachable disc drive, and it will connect to the PS5 using an extra USB-C USB -C port, on the back so they'll include an extra port on the actual console um, the console will be sold on its own or in a bundle with the detachable disk drive uh, also worth noting that the new drive is portable it will not ruin the aesthetics of the console and they will attach to it without looking like it's an external piece Dan. Okay. Pop off since you since you're no, big big time hating on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, no. After you read all of that, actually, it makes a lot more sense. I didn't realize they were selling it as a bundle and by itself. So it's essentially you're losing the uh, option of a built-in uh, disk drive. Yes. Okay, Th that makes a little bit more sense. But 
It's personal. All you had to do was read the article you quote tweeted. No, I, but, but no, no, no. My point still stands of I personally, if I wanted a, a disc-based console, I would prefer it to be in the console because my problem is is I'm, I'm limited on, on space as it is. So like the more things that I have, you know, scattered around my desk, the more, you know, the less space I have for other things. And the PS5 isn't necessarily the... Uh, type of console where you can stack it on top because of the angular, you know, shape of the of the uh, shell. So uh, that's my only issue with it personally. But I Dude, do we're talking about three inches on the side of it, Dan, that, it, that you can attach to it. Wait, what? You, you say you're limited on space. The disc drive isn't going to it's it's not. I mean, it'll be the same size as your current PS5. True, but I, it's not like together. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's fatter. It, like the the console is fatter, so therefore it's all together. Whereas that right. I would have to have it like next to it or. Again, I, I no, it, it would be the same thing. It would. Did you not just hear me? No, I, what? I'm sorry. It attaches to it, so it would be like the normal PS5. It would look like your PS5. So it actually like physically plugs into it. I'm so let me, confused. Let me re, let me re, let me reread re what I just read. <laughs> It will not ruin the aesthetics of the console. It will attach to it without looking external. So it presumably would look like exactly oh. what your current PS5 looks like. I apologize. But you can slide that disk drive right out. I apologize. I didn't. I missed that part. Never mind. <laughs> I apologize. Which I think for me, as a digital owner, is a fucking massive dub because I've been looking at ways to watch my 4K films. And like, I don't have a 4K player. Um, I regret buying the digital only PS5. What am I going to do? Buy a new console? I mean, I could, but they were selling to raise the price on it, which sucks. Uh, no, the answer is I just buy one of these things and plug it into the back of it. It'll be look stupid for me since I don't have the attachable model, but like, that's the price I have to pay. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's cool for, for like future owners to, to go this route if you have to. Um, also like people were notice, uh, noting it on Twitter and recent era, um, if your disc drive breaks at any point, you don't have to send the whole console back, just the drive. Yeah. That's uh, huge. Uh, I thought Dan was going to say something, sorry, but, uh, if, if it's a digital, if you have a digital console, which I, which we do, and you're saying it's going to look the same okay yeah so it just attaches on to the to the side i guess of the system or does it it goes to the back is what i keep hearing or reading Presum uh, presumably okay that, well, it'll attach to the back via the cable but it will look like presumably okay. the current disc-based disc ps5 okay gotcha. and if you slide the disc drive out to remove it it will look like the current digital model digital. gotcha gotcha okay that's not this, very is all, this is all, at all right yeah yeah, I think this is really cool, actually. Like, uh, when I, like, I like physical discs, and there's certain games that I would like to have the disc version of just because it's cool to have the case. Yeah. At least I have that excuse now to, like, all right, I, I have a disc drive, so now I, I, I don't feel weird just buying the box for the box. I actually get use out of the disc, too. So, yeah, I think it's cool for people who bought, who ended up getting the digital version, whether it be it was easier to get or it was cheaper. And now you have a little bit extra money. Okay, now I can get the disc drive for it. Like, yeah, and for like you were saying, for movies and stuff too. I think it's yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. Sadly, Dan, I will no longer be buying an Xbox. This, you know, fifty to hundred dollar disc drive just solved my problems. Damn. I I, I apologize, Christian. I did not read like half of this article, and I that's clear now. After oh, of course. You... Um, 
My boy Daniel P loves to skim. One thing about <laughs> Daniel P, he's a skimmer. I only have so much time to look at all this stuff, but no, I think you're right. It is. It brings up a good point of if your disk drive breaks, it's a great option to replace it. And something that I said years ago to which Sean, I do, which I still would disagree with. Hold on, go ahead. I, I I argued with Sean about this about controllers because we had the argument about the built-in battery of controllers, and I'm like. Dude, these batteries are literally the most like degradable or like they die quicker than any other piece of technology out there. So like batteries, I feel like are more important to be able to swap out the uh, disk drive, for instance. But uh, turns out the yeah. answer is no, it's sticks. Sticks. As in stick drift, which oh, happens yes. on, on a lot of new gen stuff. That as well, which is why the new PlayStation controller. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, the idea of it, we'll see when it actually comes out. True. And that is it for PlayStation News on hardware. Moving on, EA Motive actually confirmed it is working on an Iron Man game. This game is will be single-player, third-person, action-adventure. It is, quote, currently in pre-production phase, and we'll have more updates as we get further along in development, unquote. Uh, interestingly enough... Uh, they also announced that additional projects are in the works. This is an exciting new collaboration between Marvel and EEA, with Iron Man being the first of several new games, EA says. First of all, does an EA Motive Iron Man game excite you? Ro? Yes, it does. It shouldn't because they do... What do they do? They did the Star Wars games, right? They're doing that. Yeah, yeah right? and Star Wars. yeah. They're doing Dead Space, so hopefully Dead Space... It looks good. Dead Space does look good, so hopefully it turns out to be as good as it looks. But, like, their track record so far has been Battlefront, right? And Battlefront 2 and Squadrons, I think. Yes, yes. Yes, and those were those were games. I don't know how <laughs> how critically acclaimed they, they were, especially the first Battlefront. Um, but, of course, this is probably going to be a completely different type of game. Um, so... The idea of an Iron Man game does excite me. It being from EA Motive, I'm a little trepidatious on, just because of the Star Wars games. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for an, EA, uh, from a, for an Iron Man game. If EA can pull it off, I'm all for it. But yeah, right now I'm a little, a little mixed right now. For the, the, the theories that we're having in chat, like what this could be, excites me. But I don't know if mm -hmm. EA is going to be the one that could make those dreams come true. I actually haven't heard Dan's take on this. I'm interested uh, in seeing what it, what they can do. Uh, I think S Squadrons did okay. Like I, I think it was like in the 70s or something like that. Uh, so and Dead Space remake looks really cool thus far. Obviously, it's a remake, not a full blown game. But I'm optimistic. And actually, Gage's comment about using like some of the Anthem tech makes a lot of sense for <laughs> Iron Man. So if they can do that. That would be that'd be interesting. That would be cool. I'm in I'm in the camp where I, I don't care about this. Uh, first of all, EA Motive uh, Battlefront One, cool game. Still well, holds up like vision. They didn't make Battlefront One. They uh that was Dice. Uh, Motive was Dice. Motive helped with Battlefront Two with some of the multiplayer stuff. I think they were responsible for like the um, space battle. Um, sections of battlefront 2 
Okay, so they do they do have like practice with you know flight mechanics. Yeah, so that's already that's already a positive, and I did I did enjoy the the space battles from Battlefront Two. So if if that information is correct, then you know that that's cool. Uh, my issue, my issue, and it's not even an issue. It's just I just I answer my second question: Are we being oversaturated with Marvel IP? Uh, for me, like I would personally rather see game developers work on new IP. Um, and I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm getting too much Marvel stuff. Like I have to bring in TV into the conversation a little bit because I feel like I'm being oversatur- oversaturated with Marvel content on the TV front. Uh, that a lot of studios working on Marvel games, and it just might be too much all the time. Even if it's a, it's a good game, I just would rather not be on the forefront of my mind of excitement. And this is like just one of the new games. There's also a rumored second Black Panther game. I already have my reservations about Amy Hennig's, which uh, I think I've talked about already. Um, so a second one is like less clear on like, will it be the same Black Panther, different stories, what's going on? Um, I'm just a little bit like, okay, let's, let's, let's tap on the bricks a little bit. Um, yeah. but like, if the game is good, then uh, no doubt, uh, I'll be excited then. But until then, just kind of a little, a little pause, a little, a little step back for me. Yeah. It, it might feel that way just because we're getting so many announcements, but I feel yes. like these games are going to be like spread out yeah. enough Absolutely. that we're not going to, not going to feel it as much when these games actually come out. Like Spider-Man is like. I guess that's next next year. That was a bad example, but uh, Wolverine is like, who knows how far out that is? Yeah. Uh, this 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 Mie Motive game they said it's like now <laughs> they're now starting it, so that's a ways away too. So, hopefully that we have enough buffer between each each one. But yeah, right now it feels like they're just announcing every single Marvel hero is getting a video game. Like, <laughs> all right, slow down. But yeah. I feel like part of that too is like studios are like, man, this is going to be way harder for us to keep this a secret because people love Marvel properties. So let's just go ahead and announce them now when they may still be, you know, three, four, mm. five years out. So right. yeah, I agree with you, Ro. If you could, could you answer me? What other games you can expect out of an EA partnership? Or what would you want to see? Hmm. A Captain America. Uh, Where do you shoot- have one of those? No, no, no. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. A Captain America like shooter, but not including Captain America in that era, but like you know, in the universe. So that you just, you just want World War Two? Well, <laughs> I think it would be cool to have like superheroes like sprinkled into that timeline. I don't know. I think it would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know what I want from an EA, EA, uh, EA collaboration. Can it be from for anything, or does it have to be? Marvel? I mean, sure. It's up to you. Like, I mean, it's up to EA. But while, right, yeah. <laughs> while Rose thinking, let me just defend why I said that, Christian. They're very good. Oh, at, they're very good at shooters. So that's why sure. I was thinking. You know, what? what can I we mean, do Respawn was a shooter studio as well, and they came out with Jedi Fallen Order. True. That's true. Yeah. I still want that Doctor Strange game. I don't know if EA is the one to do that. I, like Remedy, Remedy, I, yeah. Everybody Ooh. says Remedy would be perfect, but just because I can't think of any ideas, sure, EA make a <laughs> make a cool <laughs> make a cool Doctor Strange game with uh with some you know some some good old microtransactions. Some oh okay. <laughs> well, I would prefer a single player game. Uh, 
Oh, we're playing yeah. as all the different strangers. Like it's a it's a live service game where just a bunch of strangers in a shared shared world. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I hate I hate you. Bro. <laughs> zombie strange. Yeah, I could be zombie strange. You could be uh, what are the other strangers? <laughs> Sorcerer Supreme strange, the evil one with the mustache. I don't remember the third eye with the ponytail. Yes, yes, that guy, that guy. Oh, well, the yeah. salt and pepper hair. Yeah. God. Salt and pepper hair, just just okay. As a non sequitur, salt and pepper hair, just like on, you know, attractive older gentlemen. Like yeah. that's such a look. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get there. I think I'm gonna bald before then. But <laughs> uh, enough enough about salt and pepper hair. Uh, moving on, where to row, row tunes out. This is our. <laughs> I thought about this, but I almost was gonna put this into like what you got for me. But there's enough here that I think it's worth uh, discussion. So it's going to be round one. We'll have more thoughts with Gage next week. But until then, uh, this is round one of our Modern Warfare 2 beta impressions. Uh, Dan got his hands on this. I got my hands on it. Uh, I put about 15-ish to almost 20 hours into the beta. Um, Before I get my thoughts, Dan, how much did you play and did you like what you played? I played with you and that's all i played which was like a few matches i can't remember exactly how many we played but uh yeah it's a lot of fun it's the sounds are so punchy in that game like i'm throwing grenades and like shooting and i'm like jesus my whole house is shaking from these punchy sounds that we're getting which is really great actually i feel like battlefield for a long time was like the gold standard for sound design but now like call of duty's kind of taken that back um so that's really cool um the uh sorry go ahead christian it's worth it's worth noting too uh on sound design that modern warfare 2019 got a lot of flat 2019 i think that's right yes 2018 2019 19 19. i got a lot of flack and i was there because of how loud the game was like it was absurdly loud the sound mixing was off modern warfare 2 is a step in the right direction where the the, it's still loud it's a loud game but the mixing mixing is better bar a few tweaks that they're already working on but until then dan please go on yeah uh i think there's a lot of cool new additions like i know you have it in the dock here but the helmet cams that you had mentioned uh on spectating is really cool it's almost like gives like this really cool spec ops feel like you're watching live footage of like a a special ops team like doing this mission it looks really cool for for those that don't know the new spectator mode is no longer first person uh it's helmet cams that are you know attached to this side of uh, uh, the person you're spectating's head. So if they have like a helmet on, you can see like part of their helmet um, in the corner of the screen. It's a PNG image. It can look a little little bit fuzzy, but nothing a, a few tweaks can improve. Uh, and then, yeah, so it's just like over the shoulder kind of helmet cam of following someone like running and, and shooting and stuff. And it looks freaking awesome in motion. Like there, there was a moment where it was on f- the map Farm 18, which is that map of like the, the maze kind of in the middle. Uh, and like this dude was in there with a the shotgun, like checking his corners and stuff, and like s- going slower than usual because it was like one v one at the, at this point. And it's just it's just awesome. It's a different level of immersion that I didn't think would happen from spectating. Uh, my one complaint is switching people uh, takes way too long. Takes way too long. Yeah, yeah. The um, we played the third person mode as well. I wasn't as big on the third person mode. I, I, I don't know if it's the jar jarring like uh, transition from uh, being in third person to first person when you're aiming or what it is, but 
it doesn't quite hit uh, for me uh, yeah. personally, but um, it is a cool like little mix up if you want to experience that. Um, it's it's different, and I remember I think in Modern Warfare Two when they had third person team tactical shooting stayed in third person, like it, it was just a different way of like aiming and, and shooting. Whereas this is just it like transitions, you go through your body and you're into first person. It doesn't feel as good getting into firefights, switching in and out, uh, in my opinion. So I'm I'm right there with you, Dan. Team tactical is the best mode. I fucking I love that. I love the small teams. You know, gritty. I hate it. There's nothing I hated more. I had a friend that I played with in high school way back in the day that all he wanted to play was ground war, and I'm like, I hate this. This is too many people. It's yeah. too chaotic. Time and place for it. Yeah. yeah. But I usually do ground war for like. Um like double xp weekends where it's like yeah i don't True. care about my kd i'm just going in i just need to level up stuff so i'm with you True. Uh, i'm gonna go over some things you can give me your opinion as we move forward uh we got an uh, update of course to the perk system in call of duty it's no longer three perks that you pick it's four of them two of them are you get assigned and then two you earn uh in the game and so the big complaint here was that it takes too long to earn the fourth perk. Like you would finally get it and then the game would end like one or two minutes later. Uh, Infinity Ward already has come out and said that the uh, perks three and four will activate faster for weekend two. So that has already been addressed. And I, actually, I kind of like the perk system. People have been complaining online that they want uh, a Dead Silence as a at least a fourth perk. Uh, and in my opinion, like in terms of balancing and again, like this is a game that's like the focus is not competitive players. It's, it's for casual players. It's, it's, it's a casual game. Uh, I think having Dead Silence remain as a field upgrade uh, is the move, in my opinion. It makes the game a lot more balanced and fun. Yeah, I agree with you, I think, because there, there's a ton of other options, you know, to make yourself uh, stealthier with the perks, you know, with Ghost and uh, the other perk for like... Um, Heartbeat cold sensors. Blooded? Yeah, cold-blooded, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's also changes again to the receiver system uh, in, in Gunsmith 2.0. So uh, I still don't fully understand this, but, like, there are weapon families. So, um, like, for instance, like, one that you could do in the – there's a workaround in the beta. You could get the Lockman. Um, and then if you upgrade it, you unlock the receiver for, like, the submachine ver submachine version of that gun. So you can put that receiver on and then it turns into the MP5 and certain attachments that you have unlocked stay in that family. So you automatically have them with the MP5. Uh, you know, same thing with the M4 family. Uh, you could, I don't know. I think this is a really cool way to go about it. It gets rid of the, that grind and it makes gunsmithing, just the gunsmith, uh, a bit more complex and mm -hmm. adds an extra layer that I think is pretty fun for uh, Modern Warfare, in my opinion. Yeah, the the gunsmith uh, system is very intimidating when you first see it. You're just like, there's so many options here, but yeah, yeah, very grand. There's there's it feels like there's way more attachments to like yeah. uh, in Modern Warfare 2019. I think you, you still had the ten slots for your weapon, yeah. but like there was only so many. Whereas I I go in here now, and I don't know if it's even in the beta, I can see like a bunch of these are locked. And there's like, I don't know, 10 different options for like four grips. And this might just be for the beta. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a lot. Pretty cool, though. I don't I don't feel I don't feel too good. About, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got some notes here on gameplay that we can both kind of jive off of uh, TTK time to kill. I thought, in my opinion, for Modern Warfare 2 
felt a bit too fast. Uh, granted, it's a casual game, but like there are instances where like uh, it feels like I get shot at once uh, and I'm dead. And then you look at the kill cam or whatever, or you know the final kill cam, and, and like that person shot me two or three times, and and before I even noticed or whatever. Uh, so like there are some minor tweaks that need to happen with TTK, and I think most people on Twitter have said that it just feels a, a bit too fast. They can just uh, adjust it slightly, and, it, and it, it'll be just right. Yeah, yeah, I'm always for longer TTKs. Yeah. Always. That's true. You're in, yeah. <laughs> Halo is too long, in my opinion, but anyway. <laughs> uh, respawns. Uh, the res <laughs> uh, I think Infinity Ward needs to take a look at uh, respawns in this game. Uh, I don't know what the issue is, if it's the maps themselves, or if there's people are spawning all over the place. I'm spawning in front of people. I'm seeing people spawn in front of me. Uh, it just does not feel like I have any kind of idea where the enemy is spawning or where I'm going to be spawning based on where we are on the map. Um, that's a difficult thing to do. Modern Warfare 2018 took a while to like sort of get it right, you know. Uh, I think just they had to make a bit longer maps. Um, I don't know that they need to look at this. Uh, it's, it's 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 not very good right now, but it's nothing they can't fix later on. Call up Respawn Entertainment to figure out what they need to do with the respawns. You get it? Respawn. <laughs> Put them. Good one. Thank you. Good one. Good one. Uh, another thing people are complaining about is that uh, the newest change that there's, that there's no red dots on the minimap. Uh, again, uh, mm. for previous Call of Duties, if you had an unsuppressed weapon and you shot, you would appear as a red dot on the minimap. Uh, for balancing, this has gone away. Apparently, like casual players, like I didn't know this was a thing, didn't like this. It was a lot harder, like the learning curve to from going from a, you know, a noob or whatever to like a more competitive player, I guess, so to speak. Uh, that was a big hurdle was looking at your minimap and seeing where red dots are and, and to avoid that they don't want people like glancing over at the minimap all the time they want people actually in the game they removed it all together but instead what you know obviously the balance here is that you could still have your uavs when you call that in you can see red dots there uh and they show up on the compass on the top of the screen so there's like a little compass uh, gives you the direction of where you are you know with the numbers uh and you can see people shooting on the actual compass not on the minimap which I think is a fair trade-off. People are still kind of bummed about it just because we've been accustomed to looking at the minimap all this time. I still look at it. Uh, whatever. I think this is. I think this is okay. Like moving it to the compass is totally fine if it leads to more casual players coming in, at least to a better playing experience. Um, I'm all for it. It kind of makes sense too. Like if you hear something from a certain direction, you turn that direction, you see where they're at. Uh, so that that does make sense. I I do think it's funny though because Christian, you remember that one time I was looking at the mini map on the top left, and I didn't say anything, but I was like, I was literally looking for where someone was shooting, you know, shots, and I'm like, I don't see anything on the mini map, and then I died, and I think I was the last death or something, and you were like, What were you doing? I'm like, I was looking at the mini map. Oh. This is when we were playing, uh, like, Prison Rescue. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, damn, bro, you, like, watched him shoot at you. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. you were looking at the minimap. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I was, like, I was so confused. I'm like, where is the red dot at? I don't know. But yeah. now this makes it sense. It took some while to get used to, but I realized that, okay, this is actually legit. Like, in previous CODs, I was red dot chasing, and that's mm -hmm. what they didn't want to do for this new one. Like, in this new one, I am focused way more on a sense of where my team are in relation to mm. me and where I think the enemy is and where I'm hearing things from. So I'm chasing the action audibly. 
uh, and not just visually via the red dot, which I think is what the aim was. And if that's the case, then it's, I mean, it's working for me. True. Anyway, I digress. Uh, again, no slide canceling. There's a big asterisk here because people found out a way you could cheat the system and there's three different ways to slide cancel. Uh, Call of Duty is looking, or sorry, Infinity War is looking at ways to get rid of that for weekend two. Like the, they don't want slide canceling. They want the barrier for casual players to be as little as possible. Slide canceling was just a way to, you know, to skill gap there to, to do that. Uh, also, dolphin diving is back and I am happy because dolphin diving is sick. Can I just say, this is literally the type of feature or, like, you know, bug, whatever you want to call it, that Halo fans would be pissed about if they if 343 took this out. They'd be like, this is this is to make the skill gap better, and, like, this is so much better. This is Why are you guys taking this out and fixing it? I just think it's funny that people are clamoring for this to... Um, for slide canceling? Yeah, yeah, not come in. Yeah. No, people are mad that, that they're taking it out. People want slide canceling. Oh, competitive player. Competitive oh, players okay. want slide canceling. Yes. But, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I think the majority is that people are fine without it. And I'm in the case where I'm fine without it too. Gotcha. I'm going to skip this just because we're running longer on this. Uh, I, so far in the maps we've seen, uh, I'll just mention it. Map design, pretty good so far. It's not my favorite. I've only seen, I've seen four maps. Uh, they took one out of rotation because there was an exploit. They put another one in. Um, the toughest thing about it is how many lanes there are vertically. Like there's usually for the most part, like two floors for every like, level. And so you had to worry about like where things are at. Uh, it can be a lot at first, but once you really start to understand a map, you can, you can start to see where like the, the three lane kind of, uh, you know, aesthetic or, you know, design, uh, comes in, just takes a little while to, to learn them. Uh, also, FOV, the slider on console, I think is super clutch. Just wanted to mention that. That's that's awesome. What else? What else? What else? Uh, lobbies disbanding after a game ends. This is a thing in Modern Warfare 2019. Uh, I think it's probably still an issue now. It was happening during the beta. I would like it if lobbies stayed. That's part of the fun of, of <laughs> older Call of Duties is when you would lose or win and you stay in the lobby and everyone stays and like it's you know, rematch time. That's actually interesting because that's another that's one thing that Halo lost as well over time because uh, they used to have the exact same thing and I, I agree with you I think it makes it more interesting like if people want to rejoin yeah. back up. Call of Duty is also a game where a lot of people are using game chat you know, in mm -hmm. Warzone and in in multiplayer like people aren't in parties people are but like it feels like you know the old days of Call of Duty where people are actually talking to each other. Um, so lobbies disbanding is eh, kind of has a negative effect on that, but anyway, they're talking through their controller, Christian. Which Dan did, by the way, he didn't <laughs> realize that the PlayStation Five did that automatically. I wish there was a way to turn that off. Yeah. Closing out, we got some updates here uh, before beta two or weekend two launches for the beta. Target tracking. This is a huge one. Uh, Infinity Ward is reducing muzzle smoke opacity and increasing visibility of muzzle flash to help engage opponents in firefights. The big one of the big things is like when you start getting into a firefight against someone in Modern Warfare 2, it is so hard to track your enemy because like there's a lot of shit on screen. Like it is a lot. It's loud. The, the, the gun is kicking a lot. Like it looks visually impressive, but it, it is hard. Uh, 
Also, what I'm really happy about is that they're investigating more ways to visually differentiate between enemies and friendlies outside of nameplates because it is a little hard to, to notice, to differentiate between uh, your teammates and the enemy. Uh, and, and the two last things is that footstep audio range is being reduced. Enemy and friendly footsteps are now going to be distinct. I don't know how that's going <laughs> to work, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, you, uh, one person has like high heels on and the other one has tennis shoes on. I don't know. I mean, it would work. It would work. Yeah. Uh, and then improvements are being made to the UX uh, by launch. Won't happen by weekend two, but they're wanting to improve the way, um, just like creating a class, just making it easier, less button presses, uh, more kind of streamlined as you maneuver through the menus. Uh, my overall thoughts on Modern Warfare 2, it's it's gas, dude. It's, it's fun. Um, it can be still kind of sweaty, skill-based matchmaking. They say it's not a thing. It's definitely a thing in Call of Duty. Uh, and I, I don't know. Jumping back in again, it, it just it just feels good to play. I think the kind of aim to create a game aimed more for casual players is is honestly the right move. You can still have competitive plays. You can have those playlists. Uh, but like lowering the barrier to entry on like getting someone's hands on the controller and just like having fun and going... Uh, I think is always going to be a good thing for for long term. This is going to be a two year game, and uh, I'm excited. It's it's a cool game so far, and I I did spend a hundred dollars on it. <laughs> I, I bought I bought the Vault Edition. <laughs> Damn, and that's been Call of Duty's bread and butter for so long. Is like you know p positioning this game to as many people as possible, and that's why the game sells so well every year and just hits twenty million plus. You know every every single year. So yeah. <sighs> okay. That is everything on Call of Duty. Ro, I'm so sorry that you had to sit through that. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't would like you consider it. trying it out with us for weekend two? Yes, absolutely. I would. I, I watched a video on uh, on this guy killing people super, super fast. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to die to that. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the guy with, with his like elite movement and Call yes. of Duty? So I was yeah, even that's, keeping that's... track of this. <laughs> It's like no that's that stuff is always annoying to me but honestly yes i i would i would uh like to give it a shot the beta is about 20 to 30 gigs less than 30 so oh, cool. you got the space for it open beta I this do. weekend hop in with us heck yeah uh this is moving on to our fantasy draft check-in this was inserted by row by row the diofield chronicle is coming 922 I think Ro, hey Ro, you picked it up. I did pick this up. Um, it was at, at an 80, but then that dang Tamar Hussein over at GameStop gave it a five out of 10. Oh. And now it's Let's at a 70, 78, I think. That's um, still not bad. It's okay, but. Wait, yeah. is it at 78? Or is it lower now? I think it's at 74 now. <laughs> Damn it. Oh no. God damn it. Yeah. I was looking at when I picked this up, I was looking at previews of the game and people who are interested in this type of game were like, oh, this looks awesome. This is awesome. And previews are like, oh, this is this is gonna be really good. It's like, you know what? Okay. Square Enix tactics game. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll pick that up. Dang it. I was wrong. I was wrong. It's getting nine out of tens from some people, some good reviews, seven out of tens from other places, but mm. overall it's pretty mixed, so I'm looking at a low 70 right now, it looks like. Bummer. 
I'm looking at the scores for our teams. Uh, obviously, Dan is still in first place. He's at 136. Uh, Ro, you're at 89, closing the gap. I'm at 103. Ooh. I don't think Ooh. I'm going to catch... Neither of us are going to catch up to Dan. Probably But, not. like, <laughs> I, I feel like I could, I could get close. Obviously, he's got God of War. It's going to be huge when that game comes out. There's no way. That's going to be, like, in the 90s. I'm, I'm not going to catch up. My only chance is that Silk Song just stealth drops by the end of the year it's just oh, out man. here you go and it gets great scores that's true uh, I, I hate yeah go ahead sorry i was just gonna say i think christian you have a really great shot to win and grow you as well because you guys still have a lot of games left there's still i hate that my ace in the sleeve is sonic frontier <laughs> but i also don't i actually love it <laughs> Dude, you're gonna gain a shitload on me if that does really well yeah like if it yeah. does well it's not it's not a shoe in like ragnarok <laughs> so but yeah yeah uh, and then gage added something as well shovel knight dig which is coming uh this friday 923 i don't think there's any is there I review scores for this game yet i can't even find uh because i put those in last week those dates i can't even find anywhere that like this game is even listed on open critic or anything so i'm not even sure it definitely is coming out on the 23rd because that's on Yacht Club's website, but I guess they don't have reviews yet. Could you imagine if Gage doesn't get points for this either? <laughs> Goodness. Rip. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty fun. This, I enjoy this fantasy critic. Me too. Yes. We'll see how it goes by the end of the year, yeah. It's going to be really exciting. Before we get into what you got for me... Uh, Come back next week. We're going to be going over the um, our predictions for kind of what we expected to come out of summer via the various showcases. We're going to be putting that into news of the week. Won't be a topic of the show, but we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun. See who got the most points, who won, who's the king of gaming for summer 2022. Heck yeah. Dan, what you got for me? All I have is the Modern Warfare 2 beta, which we already covered in extensive length, so I don't really think I need to add anything there. I've obviously been having a lot of fun with that, or I had a lot of fun with that with you. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And we didn't get to play very long. I feel like maybe it was like max 45 minutes, so we'll get yeah. we'll get some more game time in this weekend. All right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Real. Yes. I'm um, still shipping away at Bayonetta, the first one. I don't know why I wrote three in the doc. I guess I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 early I'm, copy? I'm excited, I guess. Um, yeah, I've been playing the first Bayonetta still. Um, yeah, shipping away at, shipping away at that, hoping, hoping to finish it soon. Um, Splatoon 3, I beat the campaign of that. Fun times. I still have some levels to beat, uh, um, just to like clear out all the levels. But yeah, it was a nice challenge fun stuff apparently there's a secret level if you beat all the main story mission levels hmm. um so i'm trying to do that and the multiplayer is still super fun just as fun as it was in the other games the new weapons are fun to play with and uh all that but i watched um cyberpunk edge runners on netflix by studio trigger and it was oh, awesome man. it freaking rocked yeah. and it got me in the mood to play <laughs> finally get back to playing cyberpunk 2077 because it was on sale on the PlayStation Store. It's like, okay, I could buy for this price. And yeah, I'm still pretty early on. I, I picked Street Kid. Um, I'm going that route, but 
I'm pretty much as far as I was when I started it the first time, so I haven't seen anything new yet. But I'm I'm hoping to stick with it and see what's changed. It's 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 completely. It's so nice to see it like the way that it's meant to be seen. Because <laughs> when I played the first time, it was it did not look like this. So it's nice to to see it how they intended it for us to the players to see it. So yeah, I'm hoping to see it through because I think uh, I think it's a good game. It just had an unfortunate start. So hopefully, I can see what they wanted us to see when they first released it. I also started playing Cyberpunk again. Wow. <gasps> I, yes. I played. Uh, I did. I haven't watched Edge, Edge Runners yet. I'm really excited for that, but yeah, I haven't really watched good. it yet. I downloaded the PS5 version, 90 gigabytes. Um, so let me get back into Night City. See what's up. Um, played about two and a half hours, and I was like, "Yeah, this is still not it." I'm sorry. Oh no. Um, like Night City, like the aesthetics of it, yeah. still fantastic. But there's still so many small things that are just like, "What is what is going on here?" Like the AI to me is. Oh my. I got a notification on my computer when my friends just started playing Cyberpunk as well. <laughs> um, I, I, I do not enjoy the AI like at all. Just weird things like going into photo mode and things disappearing on the screen kind of took me out a little bit. Like that's just a nitpick, but like playing in the game, something about that dialogue either bores me or I just don't think it's very strong. Mm. Um, I'm about 20 hours in. It's just like, I don't know if I can keep going for the length of a full RPG. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, feel like... I don't know how how long you are in row. Like, no, altogether. I'm super early stuff. Um, I must have met Jackie like two missions ago. Like, okay, super early stuff. Yeah. Still very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, you're 20, I... 20 hours in, probably not, <laughs> probably not going to like it if you don't like it yet. Yeah. And then I still have issues with like the, the on-screen text is still like extremely small. Like mm. they need to fit. They need to find a way to like fix that. Anything on the screen is like small. I try to look at my inventory. I'm like, I have to stand up just to read what what it is I'm even looking at. Uh, like you get dialogue options. I'm just like, what the fuck does that say? What does that say? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was. Sorry, where's, the, where's the ex accessibility options? Like, come on. Now. So th they're there, and I made them the largest, and they're still very small. That's disappointing. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say like the the moment to moment shooting and stealth stuff. So far, it's not like what I love about it. But I think the thing that you don't like is what I do like is like just sitting down and talking to the characters and mm -hmm. choosing the the dialogue option. Not that you don't like that, but you don't like the actual dialogue that's written is <laughs> not In super strong. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, not yeah. super strong. Um, and that I, that I can't completely disagree with but i just like i guess i'm kind of off the high of uh of the show as well whereas like they mentioned the character that was in the in the anime and i was like oh my god that character from the anime when it's the other way around yeah but, um <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just enjoying like being in the world right now but yeah playing it yeah sometimes i'm like okay kind of i don't know how i feel about isn't the, that weird like and stuff yeah Night City is incredible. Like the yeah. the world that they built is so cool, and like that's what makes this so hard. Is that I want to be more into Cyberpunk, and then I play it. I'm just like I don't like the shooting in this game. I don't like any kind of the action, and then the story is just like you know the writing is like whatever to me. So it's like ah, do I keep going? Hmm. Um, so what did I do? I jumped into Yakuza Zero. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that game. Listen, this game holds up so well. 
combat isn't perfect, so, like, grain of salt. It's still kind of clunky and stiff compared to today's standards, but, like, it's awesome. The writing in that game is, like, S-tier. Like, it feels like I'm watching a movie at some point. It's, like, it's so good. I'm still very early on. I'm, like, two to three hours in, but, like, it's awesome. Like, this is this is a great freaking RPG. Like, what whiplash I was having going from Cyberpunk to Yakuza. From, like, a decade-old game, if not further. I'm like, damn, this holds up to this day. Yakuza 0. Fantastic. I already did karaoke, and it was, like, it blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> karaoke is so cool. Yeah, I need to get back to Yakuza 0. My God. I think I'm probably as far as, as you might be. I, I need to get back to that. But, yeah, I love my time with it as well. Hold on, I'll pretend to be Gage real quick. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't have an impression ready. I just turned off my light. <laughs> well, just do just do the impression of me like you always do. You know. Wait. Anyway. There it is. Nailed it. There it is. Let's move on to the topic of the show. This is a this is a big one. Grand Theft Auto Six actually leaked i'm reading from the ign story by matt kim got hella details for you late sunday night on september 18th 2022 teapot tuber hacker posted a zip file to gta forums saying quote here are 90 footage slash clips from gta 6 it's possible i could leak more data soon gta 5 and 6 source code and assets gta 6 testing build unquote first of all let's just stop there 90 plus including source code to to 6 and gta 5 unprecedented dude like this is like this is a felony dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a lot, that's a lot of that's stuff a lot. that's a lot of stuff <laughs> oh uh God. so yeah, yeah keep going sorry Twitter was insane that night. Uh, I have the you know luxury of being on the on the West Coast, so I was watching all this happen in, in real time. Uh, videos were dropping, uh, including robberies, gunplay, uh, VO conversations, driving, AI testing, and much, much more. Uh, and the videos did confirm there are male and the female protagonists. Uh, again, worth noting that this is still very an early build, so you're seeing a lot of code on screen. Things aren't finalized. Graphics, you know, obviously aren't up to snuff. But I will say it looks really good for being an alpha slash pre-alpha build. Um, the leaker claims that they were downloaded directly from Rockstar's internal Slack groups. I don't know how he got into those groups, but crazy. Uh, also claims that they are the same person who hacked Uber earlier this month. Uh, to which then the next day, Rockstar confirmed the hack. They posted this. And this is worth reading. We recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live, or sorry, our live game services, nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you all in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game when it is ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation. Uh, and then last piece I have here is that uh, the FBI is getting involved and this is all due to uh, Uber 
getting hacked. I think Uber started this uh, working with with the FBI on this. So not looking good for a teapot tuber hacker, I got to say. <laughs> you know how when the police go after you in GTA, well, now this guy's having the place go after he has five. Yeah, he's five stars, yeah. <laughs> Six maybe even. He's sending the tanks after him. True. I mean... Uh, before we even get into things to consider, top of the just top level, did anyone watch any of these videos? I know I did. I, I saw some them. screenshots. I didn't see. I didn't see the videos actually. I watched a handful, and then I was like, "All right, I don't. I don't want to see any more from this game because I want to actually enjoy it when it comes out." So I I agree. Yeah. I watched like four. Yeah. Uh, and then even still, I skimmed most of those. Yeah. Uh. One of the things that Rockstar like, and people were dis discussing is how fans will perceive the final product and how they're perceiving the product now in its current state. I wrote in the, in the doc, gamers are stupid, because there are a lot of people <laughs> on Twitter that were vocal being how, how terrible this game looks and that it looks uh, not as it looks just like GTA 5 or that it looks unfinished. Newsflash, buddy, it is unfinished. It's a, it's a leak of, of an ongoing project. That's, that's why it, it looks like this. There's code on screen dude like relax um yeah. first impressions can be can be huge man and like to have a, a leak this sizable be the first impression and for a lot of people who don't know how game development works have that be the first impression can i don't know uh i don't i it's disheartening uh, to say the least the the people putting out misinformation like the random dumb gamers that you're referring to christian who are tweeting out Man, uh, video game graphics, that's the first thing that they do in video game development. It's like, uh, that's not how that no. works. And then a bunch of developers started tweeting out like, hey, you love this game, like uh, Remedy tweeted out about Control. You love Control, and this was a groundbreaking game for graphics. This is what it looked like, you know, a year or two, whenever it was before development or before the game came out. And it's obviously very blocky textures. That's literally what game development is, the graphics. Mm -hmm. are the final pass yeah and like there's like a whole discussion to be had about like just game development like i don't know openness um just in general like studios have varying degrees of openness like motive for dead space has been like very open with uh with their process and that's been refreshing to see i, I love to see that uh but i like like dev talks too like i remember, i always go reference naughty dog uh, when they gave a talk after The Last of Us came out, and they said, yeah, this game was not good until, like, a month before we went gold. It was not... We could not find the fun in this game, and we were, like, super concerned about, like, how the game actually felt to play, and they didn't crack that until a month before. Can you imagine that? That's, that kind of stuff is crazy to me. I don't doubt GTA is going to be fun. That, I mean, just judging out the videos, like, it's it's more GTA that, that sells itself. Um, oh, bro, please. No, yeah, I I completely agree. Like they, like you were saying, they they work on these things to the like almost to the day before that the game comes out. Like they, they like maybe a week before the game comes out, then the game goes gold, and that's when they they're still working on it even after that. Sometimes like with a day one patch or whatever other updates they they want to work on. So the fact that this game is so far away still, and we're just getting a little peek behind the curtain. Well, not a little. It's it's 90, 90 videos. We got a, a pretty big peek, but it's still very early stuff. Uh, for people to say that this looks terrible is just like they just they don't understand how games work. And as you were saying, that could be 
a myriad of different things, just them not wanting to educate themselves, but also that gaming development is so secretive. And I, I don't understand why. I guess it's because of money and the, the higher-ups don't want people knowing how the game looks hmm. early on. I, I, I really don't know. Uh, maybe one of you guys can tell me the real reason behind it, but I, I don't understand why it's so secretive as, as opposed to TV. And I mean, to an extent, they, they are secretive industries too, but I feel like other industries are just so much more open about the development of their their franchises as opposed to, to video games for some reason. And not to say that 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 this leak is a is a a consequence of that um but it, it is interesting to think like if if gta would share stuff like this openly would we have leaks like this at all but yeah. rockstar communicate <laughs> mm. nah. I, I think personally like grow one of the biggest issues in terms of like gta is gta has like the biggest casual fan base of any franchise out there and like the more casual of a fan you are the you know the dumber you are in terms of game development like i feel like right so those types of fans like look at this and they're like oh my gosh this looks terrible i'm not going to want to get this and then it just creates a negative stigma behind the game that i guess the developers probably would want to avoid so yeah. i don't know like that's a good point because I, I you can just imagine like somebody who like maybe has a console and they play every now and then you know they have like maybe one of the sports games they have maybe they have call of duty you know they have grand theft mm -hmm. auto 5 they don't play very often, but they play, they touch games every now and then. Probably like saw like one of these videos maybe on TikTok or somebody talking about it. I was like, this is what the next Grand Theft Auto looks like. This kind of looks like shit. Yeah, you know, like even uh, even the Modern Warfare Two beta, tons of people in, on TikTok comments talking about how it looks like a mobile game. It's like, well, come on, dude. Huh. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't wouldn't say the game looks that bad. <laughs> uh, I don't think it looks pretty bad at all. But anyway, no. Uh, some other things to consider. Um, is how it will affect the devs and uh, work from home flexibility. This is one that Jason Schreier brought up that like, probably a big one, like protocol is probably gonna change a lot. Like they got into Slack. Like what yeah. is what is that work like, work going to look like uh, in the future for them? They going to have to go into the office more? Like who knows? If they go into the office more, does that put them at risk of potentially catching COVID? Does the rise of COVID then uh, put a delay on the game? All these sorts of factors will, will change the way development looks from here on out so it's gonna be not that we'll get details on it but it'll be interesting to see how that timeline would perceivably shift and yeah. how did they get into the the system like what's like yeah i don't know i don't know some kind of hacking although as someone who works in it i can attest that there's a lot of dumb users out there that click on things and do things they shouldn't be doing so i guess that kind of explains itself there <laughs> someone someone didn't have two fat two-factor authentication on yeah uh one thing i wanted to, to really touch on is that uh development of gta 6 in my opinion i think this this will cause a delay i know rockstar's message messaging said it uh that they won't i, I want to go pick, bring it up there's no long-term delays to the game or their their ongoing kind of development but I don't know if I 100% believe that because there's a there's source code in these leaks and like that's going to affect current Grand Theft Auto as well as the the next one that's you know running off of you know previous iterations of that code. 
I think they have to, like, they won't say there's there's a delay, like, they're going to show off the game when it's ready to go, but no doubt, like, the timeline has shifted a few months just to go back and, and look to see, like, what was actually leaked, what do they have to make sure, like, is locked down. It's probably not going to be a major delay, but, like, maybe a few months. The difference between, like, maybe, like, a summer release to, like, a fall or winter release, kind of, you know, six months, maybe. Yeah. I hope not. I hope I hope this game comes sooner rather than later. And like th this may be you're you may be right. Like this may affect GTA five more than we think because uh if source code of GTA five is out there, that's gonna cause more people to create exploits for GTA five because they know kind of the vulnerabilities of the system. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting. It's 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 sad to think that this game that we've been waiting so long for might get another push, but hopefully it's not as big as a delay and like what you're mm -hmm. saying it's just a couple of weeks or a month month out yeah just yeah. just ignore the leaks and just be like it, a, a game that never had a date cannot technically be pushed back true. if we don't know about it true true if we don't know about it that's a good point good point <laughs> uh obviously a lot of people have been claiming that this is the biggest leak in video game history uh engagement a good point in our private chat that puts in perspective i would argue it's one of the biggest like this this is undoubtedly huge uh, there's a big asterisk for me because I don't know what the long-term effects of that source code are. Um, like GTA 6 on, on its own is huge, but like it's the code for me that really like is the cherry on top. He mentioned, Gage mentioned, the NVIDIA leaks as the biggest. And I think, I think he's on to something there. I think in terms of like details, maybe uh, G this might be one of the biggest leaks of all time. Like, cause I mean, you just got a lot of videos of the game, a lot of source code, a lot of like, there's a ton of stuff like for this game, but yeah, there's more, you know, titles for NVIDIA. Yeah. yeah. This is just one video game. Yes. This, the NVIDIA leaked a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, in terms of like exactly what Dan said, in terms of quality, like this is so, so much that has been, released early too early for for the devs liking obviously but there's there's other games like half-life 2 is one that i i saw a lot of people talk about that 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 leak and made the game delay over a year or a year pushback and of course the last of us 2 is another one that people talk about it's a huge one dude yeah, yeah would that just like completely change the conversation of that game leading up to release where people break in their discs and yeah crazy <laughs> stuff with that leak as well but yeah this is definitely up there for sure no doubt the thing about the last of us 2 leak is that there was a lot of like false information to include in that leak but also a lot of it was was right and like as the developer who's like you know made making this for years and it's finally about to launch and a month before like everything leaks like that's got to be super disheartening um yeah i wonder what it's like for rockstar right now being like man like Maybe they're ready to show this off, like, in the next few months. Uh, I mean, I doubt that. But, like, by that, I mean, like, next summer, maybe, mm -hmm. even. Um, like, some kind of, like, not a slice, but, like, some kind of trailer. Um, yeah. And, like, I don't know if that would be, it would be, even be the case anymore. So, I I think that that sounds like what they were probably shooting for is next summer, and then now maybe we not, may not see it till next fall. If we're lucky. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Oh, sorry. I, I just wanted to ask why, why this kind of goes back to the whole secretive thing. Like, but why do you think that is like we've, we see this game 
We know it's early. Next summer, they're not. It's not going to look like this. So why not show it off? Show us what you do have so far. Like, what's the reason for holding back even more? I would say maybe, like, hype is one thing. That's just like for the audience. But I think the other is like shareholders. Like, mm-hmm. when it's unveiled, like, you do see like those numbers go up, right. uh, and that's you know in relation to like the timing of when it's released or when it's when it's shown off that's got to be one factor the other is probably just like depending on the project like if it's a, a project of this scale and caliber like you want to build that anticipation as long as possible and show it off like when it's ready to go because like that builds like a lot of excitement uh, that boosts numbers again in stock whereas like you know a dead space remake yeah we're excited about it but like we've already know what dead space we know what that game looks like already so like here's a journey of us building that game together Hmm. Um, I guess the, the answer, I guess like there's a middle ground here, which is like dev diaries. If you're not going to do it beforehand, show it off after. There are three cases that I can think of. The Last of Us, God of War, and uh, Hellblade. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, Hellblade was before. They did dev diaries beforehand, so I apologize there. But God of War and, and 2018, God of War and Last of Us had documentaries come out after the game that you could watch and you could document like how that game is shaping out beforehand and like that was extremely insightful i would love it if more games had special features like that where you got to see like a look at videos of what it was like to even make that game um also the last of us part one has uh uh what is it called a commentary track where you can play the game with developer commentary there's parts in the map where you can just go and listen that stuff is cool man i feel I feel like back to your question, Ro, I feel like they also want to kind of distance themselves further from these leaks. Like, you know, obviously the sooner they show official information, the closer it is to these leaks and people are maybe meld them together and like think of them together, even though they're not together, they're two separate things. Uh, So that's why I'm also feeling like that's maybe why they want to push it further out. Uh, I don't know. That makes sense, yeah. Bring back Dev Diaries. Dev Diaries are cool, man. They're they're cool. Uh, All that in mind, I'm still excited for GTA 6 whenever that unveilment happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I got a lot of texts people talking about this big booty Latina character. (laughs) GTA. Anyway. I don't know. You guys excited for GTA? Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. Big booty. Okay. Big booty delicious. <laughs> Dan loves big booty Latinas. Don't <laughs> I'm going to clip this out. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Dan loves big booty, big booty Latinas. Jesus. <laughs> there you go. I'm so sorry. Dude. You I'm heard so it here sorry. first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, we have fun. Yep. Folks, thank you again to everyone joining us live on youtube and twitch as well as podcast services everywhere including apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher and everywhere else you get your podcasts thank you roshan thank you me gage make that money thank you daniel and this has been podcast pxn and we are out much love and keep on gaming see ya Booty.